Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Tiffany here from Swish, and I want to talk about being a problem solver. In my classroom, I'm always telling my equal firsties to be problem solvers. In first grade, that's one thing, but in adult life, it's a whole other. It can be really difficult to train your brain to go into a problem-solving mode. Maybe you don't even know where to start. It's a challenge that we all face in life. But when you learn to better help your brain find solutions, it's truly a great feeling. And if you've ever been thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. BetterHelp is convenient, it's accessible, it's affordable, and it's all online. And on top of that, they match you with a therapist just by filling out a brief survey. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com swish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com swish. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. The Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 138 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. I'm Katie. I'm Florence. And this episode is sponsored by Dylan Mosley. Thank you, Dylan. Thanks, Dylan. Thank you. Today we will be discussing the first half of Chapter 12 of Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix, <sighs> Professor Umbridge. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure that you have read the chapter and you're ready to dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge your way through the details. <laughs> Before we begin, let's go to Megan for some weekly profit news. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge an Umbridge. True. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> So, we announced a couple episodes ago that we were going to be in Orlando at the end of April. That obviously cannot happen anymore, so we're just confirming that that is not happening. However, we did get, like, full flight credit, so we're definitely going to be making a trip down to Orlando, separate from LeakyCon, just for, like, a fun meetup Wizarding World weekend. Um, but obviously we just don't know when that's going to be yet. So just be on the lookout for, uh, when we can, and we will let you guys know. So, um, it's really awesome though, that we got like full credit. We can go, you know, anytime this year. So we definitely will take advantage of it and we'll let you know as soon as we know. Mm Mm-hmm. And with that, I'm diverging the weekly profit to Sarah because it's now a couple episodes into April and we haven't announced our April charity yet. And it's Sarah's turn to pick. So she's making that announcement. Um, so depending on when this comes out, it'll already, already be April. So um, and we donate a dollar for every patron that we have, like starting the first of the month. So I, because I'm me, I have to do things differently. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to give to two charities. So I'm going to give like a, 200 bucks, I'm thinking, to um, the Pancreatic Cancer Action Network, which I had a friend whose mom passed away this year um, from pancreatic cancer. So I want to give money, like in honor of her and him, because I love him to pieces. Um, and I just want to so, show some support. And cancer in general is something close to my heart, because I've had... Um, people affected by it and all of that horrible stuff. So um, I like to give to that. And then it's also um, 
I don't know if April is called Earth Month, but Earth Day's in April, and it's the 50th year, like, this year, um, of since, like, Earth Day started. And um, we're going to give the rest of whatever, however many patrons we have. At this point in time, we're recording in March, so I don't know how many patrons we're going to have at the beginning of the month. But um, they, uh, we're going to give to the Alliance for the Great Lakes. So it basically, like, helps um, with, obviously, the Great Lakes. It's because um, they... This is what the website says. It says, protect the Great Lakes. The Great Lakes hold 20% of the world's supply of surface fresh water and provide drinking water to 40 million people in the region. Your support will help protect these lakes and preserve their legacy of clean water for generations. Um, And I like, obviously, um, I'm from Cleveland, and about a 10-minute drive north, I hit a Great Lake. We are on Lake Erie, and it's something close to my heart um, because I've grown up obviously being near Lake Erie and like playing like in it, which other people are like, ew, but I love, (laughs) I love living in Cleveland and I love my lake. But, um, I wanted to do something for the planet because it's earth year, earth month. I don't know. I don't know. Every day is earth day. I don't know if it's, Um, I don't know if it's called earth month. I know April 22nd is always earth day. That's also Fozzie's birthday. Am I right? Tiffany? Thanks for taking that from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the day we're um, recording this right now, it's Iggy's birthday. It is Iggy's birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Iggy. Um, so I just, I, I wanted to do something, you know, for the planet and uh, selfishly something like Local. where this is going to affect like, you know, yeah. things like the Great Lakes near me. Um, and it's going to affect like a lot of people. So I really... Um, just love your planet because we only got one. Yeah. Also love yourself because you only have one you. And thank yep. you guys for allowing us to be able to do these donations yeah. and um, allowing us to help our community. And it's yeah. an awesome feeling. So thank you. Yeah. yeah thank yep. you. Tiffany, give it to me. I was trying to think of how to do Mickey's voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did we explain that? Oh, gosh. That? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So bad, and I apologize to Mickey Mouse and every Disney fan ever. Well, for those of you guys that don't know, <laughs> uh, we are doing our own Disney day today. So we listen to like three Disney songs, two Disney songs, and we all have Disney shirts on except for Tiffany because she doesn't like to uh, play along. And I have I have mini ears on. <clears throat> That's cool. I so have the next week that can't wear them at the same time. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we're having Disney Day. It'd be Woo-hoo. more fun if we were together, but yeah, you know, germs. Yeah, because we, we could do. have even had one of our Disney flavored coffees from Expedition Roasters. <gasps> I'm, I'm drinking, drinking Dark Side right now. What are we drinking? We're drinking uh, the s'mores one, Roundup. Mm. Cowboy Roundup? No, no, I totally made that up. That's not I need it. To know. <laughs> I don't have campfire. Campfire Roundup. No, no, it's Woody it themed. That's all I know, and it's good. I'll find out before the end of this episode. All right, so recap. So the Sorting Hat last time gave us a new song and a warning, telling everybody they should stay united. Uh, Hagrid's still gone. Garbly Plank is there to teach instead. And Dumbledore introduces her and Umbridge like he would with any new teacher. 
Get out of here. <laughs> uh, yeah, Numbridge interrupts Dumbledore because she just has to make a speech. Um, so we now we know that the Ministry is interfering at Hogwarts. Also, poor Harry has more drama to deal with because, you know, Seamus is a butt. <laughs> um, it's Roundup Roast, Megan. Thank Round you. Roundup Roast. I knew it was Roundup something. Alright, so should I try to do this in Florence's voice? Yes, always. <laughs> I don't know if I can. You should try and do Mickey's voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know I can't. How about I Donald Duck? Donald Duck. <laughs> Goofy? <laughs> it's a new day. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> Alright, alright. <clears throat> I gotta get into the Florence character. I gotta shake it off. Shake, shake it, it off. off. It's a new day. It's a new dawn. Seamus doesn't believe him. Lavender doesn't either. But uh, he's got friends to defend him. The twins are selling product, which sounds awful. (laughs) Uh, There's discord with people. Angelina has set new training. um, Quidditch training up and tryouts for her new keeper. We'll see how that works out. Turns out they're going to go basically be having Manic Mondays on their schedules. They talk about um, OWLs and their futures. They don't have any. Just kidding. (laughs) And then their first class is the ever-stimulating history of magic with Professor Binns. And then Harry gets to talk to Cho. But um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this. No. No. (laughs) But Ron gets in the way. There you go. Jeez. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> it is the chapter everybody's been waiting for. Oh, yeah. Yay! <laughs> Professor Umbridge. So it's the morning after the fight with Seamus, and Seamus gets up, he dresses at top speed, and he left before Harry even had a chance to put on some socks. Like, Clearly, Seamus isn't looking to reconcile that morning, and honestly, neither is Harry, because as Seamus is leaving the room, Harry said, does he think he'll turn into a nutter if he stays in the room with me too long? Yes. He is like, ah, like, and he says it loudly, like, right as Seamus is leaving, so there's literally no way that, like, Seamus didn't hear him. First of all, that's perfect. Second of all, they're in the room where it happens. Hamilton joke. Okay. Yep. Thanks. Over my head. <laughs> Third of all, Seamus isn't kind, so he deserved that. Correct. Correct. Yeah, he did deserve Whoa. that. I would have, I heck yes would have said something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, what am I going to do? Well, Make I. Make sure that Voldemort comes back again? I have, I have thoughts on that, and I'll, and I'll get into that right now, actually. Um, so Dean tried to tell Harry not to worry about it and that Seamus is just and then he couldn't find the words to say about his friend at that moment and there's like a really awkward pause and I said as I was writing these notes I was like let me finish Dean's thought for him if I can take a guess so how old are they in this book 15 okay your child might be 16 I don't know when their birthdays are so here we go Seamus is influenced by both his mother and the Daily Prophet. Children are brought up to listen to what their parents and caregivers tell them to do. So, listening to Harry go against what he has been taught is probably difficult for him. So, we're also mostly taught to trust in the people who are leading us. Daily Prophet, government, educators, things like this. 
So going against them also is seemingly difficult for him. But then you have on the other hand that there are things that Seamus has witnessed and or heard about Harry. So throughout their schooling and all that Harry has endured, years one through four, Harry and the tasks, especially the final task, hearing what Dumbledore has to say, hearing what Ron and Hermione have said, and his relationship with Harry that he's had in the past. And then there's that coming of age factor where Seamus is developing his own thoughts and ideas about the world that he lives in. He's beginning to make choices for himself. He will soon be considered to be an adult in the wizarding world and will have to take up his own role as a citizen, make choices, vote, you know, buy groceries and all that adult stuff. So there's the fact that he's a teenager going through all of that mess just being a teenager. So clearly this is a growing moment for him and it's a bunch of feelings and thoughts that are running rampant. So that's all of those things. And I'm, if, if I've missed anything, let me know. But there's always a reasoning behind why people do and say the things that they do. For sure. I completely agree. And also, like, it reminds me of, um, like, Ron in the last book where him and Harry are getting in a fight because he, like, doesn't I don't know I think it's like jealousy and all a couple other things but you know there's similar situations where like you want to believe your friend but at the same time like you don't because there's so many other extenuating circumstances and thoughts and feelings and all of those things running through your head mm-hmm. um and like sh- everybody is is different and like their relationship like you're saying with Seamus and his wants to believe his mom and like you know what what the government and like the the news are telling him um but also like he's been friends with harry and he's lived with him basically for four years um and like it just is those are some real people that like they would go about that way and then there's other people that form their own thoughts and feelings independent of everything else but not everyone is like that so it's good to see different types of people mm-hmm. yeah. yes so <clears throat> when i when I say that, like, Seamus deserves what Harry said, like, I stand I stand by that because I, I do agree. still think that he deserves that just because while, yes, this is a learning moment, that also is part of the learning moment. Like, Seamus... But it's also a learning moment for... Sh- or, not Seamus. It's also a learning moment for Harry. For you know sure. what I mean? Like, yes. these are both learning things. And... Yeah. I have no qualms with people being honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just think that, like, Harry being like this, like, being so forthcoming about his opinion Mm -hmm. on... Not even his opinion. It's not an opinion. It's a fact. Voldemort is back. So, like, Harry being forthcoming with that information and someone who he considered a friend not believing him because that friend is believing in the people who we're taught to believe in isn't abnormal, but... It's a teaching moment for both of them in the fact that Harry has to realize that people aren't going to just believe him. Mm-hmm. And Seamus has to realize that the people that we're believed to, you know, that we're taught to believe aren't always honest. And that's a learning moment for many people that go through. There's a lot of learning moments for, like, me personally growing up realizing that there's so much more to government than we're taught. Like, politics is, like, so involved, and it's a lot more than just, like, two choices. You know what I mean? And so, like, if you even look at Harry, though, he also went through this just earlier than Seamus. You know what I mean? Right. Because he believed in Fudge, and, like, he was thinking, like, going into this and saying, like, hey, at the very end of four, before everything kind of exploded with Fudge being Fudge, 
he's thinking, all right, so, like, we're going to get a game plan, Dumbledore knows, we're going to talk to Fudge, and we're going to get the ball rolling on, like, what to do to stop Voldemort. And then he sees, like, that it's not going to happen. And then all of these other things, you know what I mean? So he's he's learned this lesson earlier than Seamus, and Seamus just hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah, and I think that, like, as a 15-year-old, like, yes, you're still a child, but you're also right on that cusp. So, like, this Mm -hmm. is the time where, like Tiffany said, this is the time where you're going to start forming your own opinions. This is the Mm -hmm. very beginning of it. Because, like, if I think back to when I was 15, that was sophomore year, probably, of high school. So, like, I guess what people compare that to over in other countries is, like, our 12th year of schooling. So whatever Mm -hmm. that equates to. But, like, that is right around when, like, my whole persona changed. Like, that yeah. moment in time is when I completely changed. and You're not lying. I'm not lying. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, that's also the moment when, like, I branched out and I had friends who were different from my parents and, like, Katie. Like, that's whenever Katie and I got really close. And that was when I dived into, like, the whole queer community and, like, everything about it. Like, I didn't even... Like, I I didn't even, you know, think about it before that. But, like, that's the time when, like, you're entering high school, you've been there for a year, your feet are wet, you're getting comfortable, you're making friends, you're you're making opinions, you're joining clubs, learning about politics, learning about what's right and wrong in your mind. And um, I just think that, like, this is, like, this is what's meant to happen to Seamus. Like, that's just his path. And it's okay to see people like this because you're going to meet in your life a lot of friends who are like this. And it's okay that they have those opinions. And it's also okay that you try to teach them or help them in what you know and mold them. You know, it's a great opening to conversations. And it's nice that we see resolve with this between Harry and Seamus and like, Seamus ends up understanding and like that is honestly how most of these situations go and I it's yeah I I think part of it too when you have a relationship like that or even like any type of relationship and you're disagreeing on something like I know I actually was having a conversation last night um and my friend was like well I just don't I just want to make sure that I'm not going to offend you I'm like really I'm like the way that you're coming across anyways I'm like you don't want to offend me. And I'm like, and I know you won't. And like, and I'm not easily like offended. So I'm like, we can have a conversation where I'm not going to get mad at you. Even if we disagree about something um, that we can have a civil conversation, we could disagree. And at the end of the day, like we're still friends. Right. Um, or like, I know that <clears throat> like I've had conversations where like we sit down, we could disagree. And at the end of it, like my whole mind has changed because everybody comes to the table with these things, with different perspectives and different, for lack of a better term, like baggage. Um, and then you just work through it. You know what I mean? Like, cause everybody's different and it's just a learning curve. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say about it is that like, also for Harry, this is helping him teach how to discuss these things with other people mm-hmm. because, yeah. um, learning how to converse about controversial things is also really difficult. And while this, in his eyes shouldn't be controversial controversial it is because the government and the newspapers and you know people aren't believing him so it's making it controversial and like the same can be said for a lot of things in 
and yeah. poli- like I keep coming back to politics because it's just like the perfect comparison. Like there are certain things in politics that it's difficult to talk about and you have to learn how to talk about it in a proper way. And like, this is Harry's learning moment of learning how to do that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so and they're also talking about like in the discord um, about, you know, like it's easy. And I know I do this with my anxiety, which is not, always I don't always I sometimes I try to work through it but you know I'm still learning that like sometimes it's just easier to say like the thing that you fear isn't real um and to ignore Mm -hmm. it so like and that's kind of like in my like that's what fudge is doing like he's like I don't like this is not happening like I don't want first of all he's hungry power hungry so he doesn't want Voldemort coming back to affect his uh job and him being minister and him being in power but he also doesn't want like, he's afraid, you know what I mean? Because they've all lived through the first war. And so um, it's just easier easier to be like, it's not actually happening. He's crazy. Just yeah. like Kristoff when he's talking to rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely is much easier to deny the things that, that terrify you and pretend that everything's going great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so keeping that in mind about growing up, you know, growing up is hard to do. It is. Yeah. So, um, getting back into this, um, Neville and Ron both gave Harry the, it's his problem, not yours looks, but Harry was not like consoled very much. Like he thought to himself, how mo- much more of this was he going to have to take? Well, and well, it's a, be lot. Exhausting. a yeah. lot. It's got to be exhausting. It's an, until the end of Voldemort, unfortunately. So Hermione catches up with them about like five minutes later as they're all heading to go to breakfast. And she's staring at the common room notice board. And there was a nice new large sign put up there. And it reads, as I quote, hear ye, hear ye. But no, it doesn't say that. It says, gallons of galleons, pocket money failing to keep pace with your outgoings. Like to earn a little extra gold. Contact Fred and George Weasley, Gryffindor common room for simple part-time, virtually painless jobs. In parentheses, it says... We regret that all work is undertaken at applicants' own risk. And then Hermione says something very profound about the twins. They are the limit. (laughs) (laughs) Accurate. She says it grimly. So she takes the sign down, which Fred George had pinned up over a poster giving the date of the first Hogsmeade weekend in October. So we find out that we get to go to Hogsmeade. Is what they're doing, like, actually against the rules? I don't know. I don't really know. Because, I mean, like, you're just eating some candy, kind of. And well, at your own risk. Yeah. yeah. But are they giving these Maybe. kids, like, a 1099 form, you know? <laughs> it's all under the table, Katie. Right. <laughs> They're not making that much money right. that it's taxable. Hey, gallons yeah. of galleons. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hermione says that they need to talk to the twins, they being... Her and Ron, because they're prefects. But, yeah, but aren't there also other prefects? So, like, why does she have to be the one to do it? Because it's she found Hermione. it. I don't know. <laughs> maybe, her, maybe, maybe she feels like she could be the voice of reason to them, and that's why she wants to. Even though maybe that's not going like, to happen. Secretly dating Fred, and she's like, "Sweetheart, you can't do that." 
I would actually totally see her <laughs> dating one of the twins. It would be there's like a lot of people that tracked. see Brad and Hermione dating. I've seen oh a lot of gosh. those fanfics. I mean, yeah. not as good as Ron, but you know, I guess it's okay. From what I heard, she's a good redhead. You know what I mean? And she's got the pick of the litter in that family. <laughs> wow. I think she should probably go with Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. But Ron is, like, positively alarmed by the thought of having to go and talk to his brothers. But honestly, like, if you think about it, like, Ron really shouldn't be the one talking to them because yeah. they are family. And that's kind of strange. And they're definitely Especially not going to listen. Yeah. <laughs> like, did Ron well, ever listen to Percy? You know what I mean? Can you imagine? I'm, I'm a prefect and Bridget or Marty or someone's doing some crazy stuff. And I'm like, yeah, yeah you're not right. Marty be like, stop talking to me. <laughs> like Espe- yeah, especially like, like an older sibling. You? No. Yeah. It just seems a little strange. I do feel um, bad. I feel bad for uh, Ron, though, because like the twins are just like, they know that, but they like really shove it in his face. Like, what are you yeah. going to do? Yeah. But I wonder if it's a little bit of a defense mechanism on their part. Yeah. Not that they wanted to be a prefect, but like, I wonder if they're having feelings, because I think they would, that, like, their mom has, like, now been so excited for all of their siblings, except for them, and she's not crazy supportive in what they want to do. Yeah. They're the next-door neighbors. So they're like... I can see that. (laughs) They're the (laughs) 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 next-door neighbors. Ron says nothing, but he has a really glum look on his face. It's not a pleasant conversation conversation to have with siblings like we said so Hermione now has time to focus her attention on Harry and what he was going to talk about because he looks really angry at something quote Seamus reckons Harry's lying about you know who Ron said succinctly when Harry did not respond Hermione whom Harry had expected to react angrily on his behalf sighed because she knows she already knows she already knows not specifically about him or whatever but she well, knows she's that through it. people, yeah, people aren't gonna, people aren't gonna just be like, oh, you said this? Okay. Some people, you know, it takes them a little while. Well, and also, that's... Lavender is probably being annoying about it. Lav, Lav. I need the books from her oh. perspective, because, like, we I see love it. Harry and Ron in their dorm, but we never see how Hermione has to I don't... react to what all Hermione the and... I Her wonder like, how long those books would be, though. Like, say they were written like first person perspective. Long. She's got a lot of her thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So, I honestly, I think this is this the first time we actually like hear her discuss her roommate. I think it might be. So <clears throat> she. So we know now for sure. I mean, we already knew this based on just like figuring out. It must have been. Um, no, it's funny because we were talking about Roundup Roast and oh, that's and what Expedition Roasters has on there. Yeah, 26 like minutes ago. the best flavor. So we hear Hermione talking about Lavender because Hermione says that Lavender thinks so too. And then I say, oh, the drama. But like, really, I didn't realize this. Ron dates her next year, Aww. even though she didn't believe Harry. What? What? Oh, my God. I can't. Um, so Harry sort of attacks Wait, here. repeat what you said? One, one. She dates Ron because she didn't believe Harry? What? No, I'm saying just like, oh, the drama. I didn't realize oh, this. Oh, that gotcha, she ends gotcha. up dating Ron next year 
but this year she doesn't believe Harry. And, like, clearly if you're dating Ron, you're going to have to get behind Harry, you know? All she wants to do is snog me. My lips are getting chapped. Look! <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so Harry kind of attacks here, and he's, like, been having a nice little chat with her about whether or not I'm a lying, attention-seeking prat, have you? And I think Hermione handles this her. so mm-hmm. well. So... Like, I understand his frustration. He's clearly on edge because I'm not going to lie. Probably the Horcrux. (laughs) (laughs) No, I guess. When When someone doesn't believe me or, like, I get in a disagreement with somebody, like, it puts me in a bad mood. Like, even for a while after. Oh, does it? Yeah. I love it. I, I get so happy when I fight with people. It's like I'm walking on rainbows, like Rainbow <laughs> Road in Mario Kart. But you know what I mean. You know what I mean. No. So like walking on rainbows. Is. I love that one. Well, I don't actually, but it's just really pretty. But it's also super annoying. Flying off. Yeah, go on. So it's just one of those things that like even when you take yourself out of the situation and you're moving on with your day, it puts a damper on you. So it's hard to get out of that mental thought. It's really hard. It's really hard. You got to do yoga. And Harry didn't have time to do yoga. So so he's on edge, which, you know, makes sense. And Hermione is just calm. She's like, no, I told her to keep her big fat mouth shut about you, actually. And it would be quite nice if you stopped jumping down Ron's and my throats, Harry, because if you haven't noticed, we're on your side. Boom! I just... I, I imagine Hermione, like, she's telling Harry how she, calmly, she's like, I just told her to keep her big fat mouth shut. Yeah. I just can't imagine, like, how she said it to Lavender. I know. Because, oh, like, yeah. I don't want to get on Hermione's bad side. You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. She'll put you in a jar. That's why I head. want to see that from her perspective. Oils all over your face. Yeah. Right? Like, she'll set you on fire. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. She's violent. <laughs> she is. <laughs> I... And she'll, Hermione. She'll have uh, Sneak written all over your face and zits. Well, she probably wouldn't put Sneak on Lavender's face. No. There's some choice words I'm trying to think, especially <sighs> after next year, but... Oh my goodness. Hermione, yeah, she can be savage. Oh, yeah. I love it. I love that description of her. I wonder if like, they fight about Lavender, like, you know, her and Ron, like, oh, yeah, years later. later. So do you Probably. remember when you made out with her? And he's like, literally 30 years ago. Do you remember so Laugh Laugh? Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely their relationship. So, or I um, wonder if she tries to annoy him just by going, hi, Juan Juan. And he's like, you know I hate that. Oh, a thousand percent. <laughs> that happens. Oh. So this is why I think Hermione is just an awesome friend to Harry. Um, she reminds Harry what Dumbledore said at the end of term last year about Voldemort. His gift for spreading discord and enmity is very great. We can fight it only by showing an equally strong bond of friendship and trust. This is just very reminiscent of a lot of, like, ter- what is the word I'm looking for? Like, tumultuous times in history. Yeah. So That's a big word. The whole point of the people who want to bring, what does he say, discord, is division. That's how they do it. They divide. They divide people. So, like, that's exactly what Voldemort does and how he works is through a pure division between Death Eaters and good, 
you know? Death Eaters and non-Death Eaters. But, like, but no, even such like, a clear-cut, divided is. line. Trying to make it, too, where Harry feels alone. Right. Correct. Um, and, like, almost forgets, like, he's having... There's so many people, anyways, like, with the media. Because, like, Fudge and the Prophet and all of those people that are denying what happened with Harry... Um, are fueling that fire of, like, people being like, Harry's a liar, Harry's a liar. So basically, like, with Harry feeling alone and and with Fudge, the Ministry, and the Prophet all saying, yeah, like, you're crazy, basically, and denying what he's saying and what Dumbledore is saying um, just fuels those fires of people also believing that and not Harry. Yeah. So that's making him feel even more alone. Um, which, which is, is just... Literally paving the black brick road for Voldemort and his death dudes, you know, to walk down and conquer the whole world. Yeah, it's literally exactly what Voldemort wants to happen is happening. And, like, it's it's basically like they are just falling in line without even realizing it. And realistically, Mm -hmm. like, the the death dudes that, like, would have been in charge of that are literally kicking back, feet up, eating bonbons because Fudge is doing their work for them. (laughs) Yep. Well, I shouldn't say Fudge, but Fudge is underlings because Fudge well, doesn't do anything. But yeah. Fudge makes the decisions he makes the at bonbons. the end of the day. I mean, it is Fudge. Mm-hmm. Sure, he's not the only one making decisions, but he sure is making it I just it don't easy. like that, Like, he's not good enough to get orders. Like, who voted him in office? Do they the even people? vote? I don't I know. Like, did. how does I that they work? Do. I yeah. don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if she, like, modeled it after, like, the UK and, like, how Probably. they get the prime minister, but they do vote, so. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's hard enough to understand American politics, let alone other countries' politics oh, on top geez. of it. Let uh, alone so magical politics? Right. right. No, I would uh, probably wizards. have an easier time understanding wizard politics because it interests me. <laughs> All right. Ho- hold on. Okay. So the Minister for Magic was formally appointed in 17... 17- 07 when Ulick Gamp was voted as the first minister for magic. The minister is democratically elected through a public vote and there is no fixed limit to a minister's term in office. Well, However, reg- oh. regular elections must be held at a maximum interval mm. of seven years. So well, there you go. Good. At least that's still a voting. long time. That is a long time. Yeah. It's a magic yeah. number though, you know. I, know, I mean, but like, still, but you're like, so is three. Right. <laughs> So Three sounds one. better to me. <laughs> um, okay, so then Ron asks Hermione, how do you remember stuff like that? Looking Honestly, at God. her in admiration. Woo-hoo. Yeah, because he's a love. You in love. I love them. <laughs> and then she just goes, I listen, Ron. Hermione's <laughs> <laughs> savage. I listen. <laughs> And then Ron is like, so do I, but I still couldn't tell you exactly what. And then Hermione goes, the point is that this sort of thing is exactly what Dumbledore was talking about. You know who's only been back two months and we've started fighting among ourselves. Preach, girl. And the Sorting Hat's warning was the same. Stand together. Be united. Um, and then Ron, like, says something kind of snarky about Slytherins and how, like. You're going to pile up with them. I'm not going to pal up with them. And she's like, well, maybe we should. And maybe she's secretly actually dating Draco Malfoy. Maybe. Oh my God. Some people think so. <laughs> um, 
But like, honestly, there has to be, there has to be, I am adamant on this. There has to be Slytherins out there that do want that. You know, I mean, like, yes, I know that we only learn about Draco and his cronies and all of the death dudes, sons and all of that stuff. But like, you can't tell me that there's not people out there that agree with what Dumbledore is saying in Slytherin House. Oh, I was going to be like, I bet you Albus does, like Albus Severus. Well, but he's he's not alive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. At this time. He's a twinkle in his dad's eye. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then, um, so the, at that, after that, a group of fourth-year Ravenclaws cross the entrance hall, and they catch sight of Harry. They form a tight group together, and they're almost afraid that he may attack. Because Harry crazy! He crazy! Oh but, gosh. you know, <laughs> even with Ron and Hermione, like, this whole thing has to just be so isolating, for Harry. Especially because like, he has all this, like, new, fresh mm-hmm. anger. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, Voldemort's getting stronger. That is <laughs> definitely playing a role in his anger. Mm-hmm. Hermione. Yeah. I mean, oh my god, I just called you Hermione, <laughs> Tiffany. <laughs> oh my god, I'm flattered. <laughs> Literally. Okay, well, go ahead, thank you. Okay. <laughs> what was I gonna say? <laughs> I just oh, caught I you off guard. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm all of a flutter. Um, this is like a continuation also of what he was going through in year four with everybody like seemingly hating him for being yep. the fourth champion. Right, like he had a choice in that and like he has a choice in this, right. you know? It's yeah. like he doesn't have a choice that he was the one that got sent there to watch this happen. He didn't yeah. choose to go there. He didn't choose to see this Yet, he's just telling people what he saw, and they're acting like he's the enemy. So, like, that just, I mean, it's its a lot for anybody to deal with, let alone a 15-year-old who already is so isolated because of his family life, his, quote, at-home family life, which doesn't even exist, really. And now he comes to school, the place where he feels is his home, and it's still isolating. You know, yeah. all these people are lucky that Harry still went and came and saved their butts. Honestly. Amen. That friend. is just like, that right there is just proof of like, his heart. Yeah. Because so heart. much happened to him that could have made him not be who he ended up being. Mm-hmm. Like, choices are everything. And his choices are pure. And I just think, I mean, that's like a huge, what's the word I'm looking for? Theme in the whole series. But like, just to see it even played out in as early as five. I know that five is like more than halfway through the series, but like, still, it's just, I just love Mm -hmm. Harry. I used to really not care for Harry, which is kind of funny because like the series is called Harry Potter. But like, I used to not really like him that much as a character. But like, the more I dive into him, I just Mm -hmm. he's such a good person. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, Well, I I just put this in the Discord just to kind of uh, test the waters a little bit. But you know how. we can compare to biblical things. Well, it feels like a, not saying this is all about literature, okay? So don't, we're not getting into that. But it feels like a comparison to Jesus. It's like no matter what people do to Jesus, 
you know, the Christianity says that, you know, he will save you anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good So that's out. kind of like, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a little bit of a comparison there. We need to do that episode, though, at some point, is that um, the biblical connections that we've made. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Vinny's going to need to be on that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so after seeing the Ravenclaw girl, I don't know if it's girls. I think it's just a group of, I don't think it says girls, but it's just a group of Ravenclaws. And they're like all huddled together, like thinking Harry's going to attack. And then they head into the Great Hall. And Harry can see there that Professor Grubbly Plank is still there. And Harry is just feeling miserable about it. And the weather matches which I feel like happens a lot. And I like those types of comparisons in the book. Like the weather usually matches like how Harry's feeling. It's so dramatic. Yeah. I think the Horcrux made it rain. Probably. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> why wouldn't it? <laughs> so um, he's just miserable and he misses Hagrid because seeing yeah. Grubbly Plank just reminds him like, why isn't Hagrid here? And then yeah. he wonders... Like, I wonder that, too. Where's Hagrid? <laughs> He's like, Dumbledore didn't even mention how long that grubbly plank woman is staying. And Hermione thinks that that's probably on purpose because Dumbledore doesn't want to draw attention to the fact that Hagrid's not there because we know that Hagrid is on a mission for Dumbledore. So, like, he doesn't want people asking questions because it's supposed to be secretive, right? Well, and grubbly plank herself doesn't even know how long she's going to be there. True. Because Umbridge asks her later on and um, she's like, I don't know, Dumbledore just asked if I could fill in. She goes, hmm, he's been very tight-lipped about it. Yeah, because nobody wants to talk to you. Because you don't business. need to know. It ain't your business. Yeah, it's on a need-to-know business, and you don't need to know. Right. <laughs> um, so Angelina then comes up to Harry, and Harry actually is happy for a second here. And... She tells him that she made Quidditch captain and Harry's happy for her. Um, and she says that there will be tryouts on Friday for a new keeper at five o'clock. So after sitting down at the table, there's a whoosh and a clatter and hundreds of owls come down. A Hagrid- whoosh and a clatter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Don't you think that five o'clock is like really early? Like that's for dinner time. That is yeah. dinner time. Maybe they're trying to do it before so, they like, eat dinner. When do classes end? Classes usually end at, like, like 3.30, don't they? So, like, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, like it. Because they, they seem to go late. And yeah. Ron, wouldn't he want to eat? I would want to eat. Ron's more interested in becoming the keeper at this point. But also, there's times where, like, they run right after class and eat. Like, True. Harry has to do it. You know, I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting yeah. to see how, like, different people, like, times they eat, you know? Whatever. I know. I'm very particular with my dinner, but... So, um, are you a Hufflepuff? No, but I'm married to one that gets hangry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <truth>. little less. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a ton of owls come down. Ha- Hedwig isn't there, but Harry's not surprised about that because his only correspondence is with Sirius. And mm. Hermione gets an owl from the Daily Prophet. She's still getting it. And Harry immediately gets annoyed about it. He's like, what are you still getting that for? Harry says irritably, thinking of Seamus, as Hermione placed a nut in the leather pouch on the owl's leg and it took off again. What um, kind of nut? A canut. <laughs> not like uh, an acorn or like a peanut, <laughs> which is not actually a nut, it's a legume. No. A walnut. 
I'm not bothering. Load of rubbish. (laughs) It's best to know what the enemy are saying, said Hermione darkly, as she unfurled the newspaper and disappeared behind it, not emerging until Harry and Rod had finished eating. Had finished eating. End of sentence. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Period. (laughs) Nothing. Nothing, she said simply, rolling up the newspaper and laying it down by her plate. Nothing about you or Dumbledore or anything, which I think she's kind of surprised about. Like, Hogwarts is back in session. It would be the perfect time, I would think. Like, people are thinking about it again because, like, Harry and Dumbledore are back at it, right? They're back together, like, back at Hogwarts. Let's spread some more rumors. But there's nothing. Um, And then right after that, McGee comes around and passes out the new schedules. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm kind of surprised that they don't get their schedule until the first day of classes. Yeah. But also, like... To, like, this year, like, they didn't, they just got a teacher for Defense Against the Arts. But I know they always get it the first day, but. Yeah. So, Ron is, uh, he's not pleased with their new schedule. So, today features History of Magic. Woo-hoo! Terrible. Double potions. Oh. Yeah. Double terrible. Ooh, can I say really <laughs> quick, it's interesting to me, so, like, every time I heard them say, like, double potions or you know like a double class i always assumed it was like like an hour and 20 minutes or something like i kind of always assumed their classes were an hour they're only 30 minutes because in in the next episode we talk about divination and they only have like a one one period divination and they read the intro and it takes them 20 minutes and they only have 10 minutes left of class. Oh. And I was like, that's yeah, a but short class, but I guess history, that's how long ours were in high school history. No, they were, well, no, they were 20 minutes. They were 45. I know. I guess I just always yeah. assumed but, that meant longer than just an hour yeah, for some for sure. reason. Cause I was um, thinking 45 minute classes. Yeah. No history of magic. It says it's 45. Does it? Hold on. Let me find it. It says, today they suffered three quarters of an hour's droning on the subject of Giants Wars. Oh, okay. Maybe it is 45. Maybe there's just time in the beginning of them, like, getting situated, and then they read, and then there's only ten minutes left or something. Yeah. Oh, and then it says, so today, it says that today they suffered three quarters of an hour on the subject of Giants Wars. And then he listened for the first ten minutes, and then, you know, they played Hangman. And then he spent the (laughs) remaining 35 minutes playing Hangman on a corner of his parchment. See, I think that it's all messed up. I don't understand. Joe, what you doing? So maybe, like, depending on the class, like, y'all, nobody wants to be in divination for hours. I don't know. But don't they have double divination days? Yeah, they do. Interesting. Yeah. I just want to see, like, a class schedule, like, printed out. <laughs> I think someone made one. And I know, but, like, did, yeah, they did. Did Rolling Rowling have one? I don't know. Did she? I Hold on. Pause, and I'm going to go look. Hold on. What book are you looking in? Currently, History of Magic. Oh, that what you have? Yeah. Here, look at that one. I'm going to go get the big book. Okay. Oh, maybe it's just, this is what I think I was thinking about. Um, but that's like her timetable. Like her. Oh, yeah. I think I just came across that too, but it doesn't have like, it has like all the classes and then their corresponding teachers. Okay, well, for that long break there, we discovered Mm -hmm. nothing. Oh, here, I said that classes last 45 minutes or 90 minutes, depending on context. So, like, magical history, one class could be an hour hour and a half or 45 minutes. Okay. Okay. It's a long day. That is a long day. All right, so their new schedule featured history of magic, double potions, 
divination, and double defense against the dark arts. You know, a couple Just years ago, that would have been awesome. Double DADA, but <laughs> not this year. Could you imagine a double class with Remus? I'd stare at him the whole time. I'd all be like day, Hermione in Chamber of Secrets. Right? Doodling <laughs> Megan Lupin on all of my pages. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> we know. Oh my god. So that means that we have Bins, Snape, Trelawney, and quote that Umbridge woman all in Dude, one day. What a woman, day! Right? Oh, yeah. A That's... manic, manic depressive Monday. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Like an awful like, Monday. What a schedule for a Monday, man. Yeah. Mondays Ooh. already suck. You don't need to make it worse like yeah. that. McG, what well, were you thinking? Like I like Mondays. It's a serious case of the Mondays. Uh, like it fresh starts. Oh. oh, God, you're one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like the beginning of the year and the beginning of the week. I do. Start. I'm like, well, good. Monday is six days till Friday. <laughs> oh, wait. No. Five. No. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be fine. And I just, I don't want to wish my days away, you know? Well, I agree. You go sip your coffee. I don't want to, but I do for reasons unsaid. <laughs> I gotcha, babe. So anyway. I'll let you talk, Katie. Sorry. <laughs> so Ron wishes that Fred and George would hurry up with the Skybank snack boxes because, you know, he doesn't want to go to class. And speak of the devils, Fred and George pop up. And uh, Fred says, do mine ears deceive me? Hogwarts prefix surely don't want, don't wish to skive off lessons. And Ron's like, yeah, but uh, look at this <laughs> schedule. And Fred's like, yeah, that's a pretty bad Monday. And he's like, well, you can have a bit of nosebleed nugget at cheap if you want, because we don't have an antidote yet and you'll just shrivel up and won't stop bleeding. <laughs> so <laughs> How um, do they stop themselves? I don't know. If they I don't think have an antidote, how do they test well, like- it? Let's talk about these fools that have earned not that many OWLs, they're but like smart. they're really smart. Yeah. Like you're really. I love how smart. you were like. Let's talk about these fools. They're so smart. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's a term of endearment. You know what I mean? Like I know I'm a fool, but I'm also not dumb. No, yeah, I get it. I but agree. Like, like I just... wish that Molly would understand how smart they really are, just yeah. in different a different way than their brothers. Well, you know? I wouldn't so... even say they're not. I wouldn't say they're smart in a different way, but they're using their intelligence well, in a different way. Right? Yeah. Um, I just love them. I know. I, know. I just would cuddle both of them, but really just the one because we'd cry together. Oh boy! Oh my gosh! <clears throat> Um, so the, Hermione takes this opportunity to tell the twins off about posting and advertising in the Gryffindor common room. She's like, you can't do that. And, uh, George says, says who? And Hermione says, says me and Ron. And Ron's like, no, leave me out of it. I don't, I don't want to be part of this. Um, but really, is that against the rules? I don't I really know. I don't know. I think she just doesn't like it. I think she probably else, just doesn't like it. But, but I mean, they can't put people in danger. So like, <sighs> They're testing on themselves first. I know. And if there's an agreement, I don't know. know. But anyway. Tiffany, what do you think? You're quiet over there. eh, If they're doing it on themselves first, like, who cares? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. Uh, Fred tells Hermione, like, you're going to be singing a different tune soon because you're starting your fifth year and that's OWL year. 
And, quote from George, they'll be keeping your noses so hard to the grindstone, they'll be rubbed raw. Mm. Um, and he says that half their year had minor breakdowns. There were literally tears and tantrums. One girl kept fainting. And then he says another <laughs> one came out in boils. And then Fred was like, no, 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 that's because we put Bulba Dox powder in his pajamas. And they're like, oh, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Does Hermione use that? Like, is that... Okay. No, never mind. It's a jinx. Do you see what um, Vinny said in the chat? Mm. He says, for a school that has a child bludgeoning tree, having rules for safety is kind of weird. <laughs> 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 or, you know, True. letting first years in the, I almost called it the dark forest. <laughs> no. <laughs> the forbidden dark forest course. for a detention. Right. No, I was just thinking of um, when Sneak is written on, what's her face? Uh, Literal face. Marietta Edgecombe. Marietta, yeah. Um, but no, that would be that would be different. She wouldn't she wasn't using like any thing. I think it's just it. bulbasaur powder. <laughs> bulbasaur powder? Yeah, it's bulbadox. <laughs> it should be bulbasaur. But anyway, I agree. according to George, fifth year is a nightmare. Um, at least if you care about exam results. I was just going to say, this reminds me a lot of our sophomore year in college and how, like, we had this, like, blind review at the end of the year and people had breakdowns over this. Like, it was, it was intense. It was a horrible time. Because, Mm -hmm. like, you literally would turn your work in anonymously and then they would say pass or fail. And you would get a letter. And then you would find out if you had to repeat that year or not. Yep. Like, it was terrible awful (laughs) yeah you know yeah so yeah if that that's a really good way to parallel or to um compare because that's how i feel otobiels would be um apparently the twins each got three owls which i don't think is a lot (laughs) yeah um what can you get like 12 (gasps) no i think that's a lot like excessive is it seven I wouldn't be surprised many? if it was seven. I'm going to look it up. How many OWLs can you get? Um, um, it reminds me of, like, standardized testing in, like, high school. Yeah. What were those called that we had to do? And I was, like, so nervous. I'm not always, like, the best. SAT, ACT? It's no, 12. No, no, The ones, like, in school. It's 12. I can't remember what they're called. But... The ACT. Yeah. They uh-huh. might not do it anymore. I don't know. But we had to take it in high school. And I remember, we're like, st- I mean, don't be like me. I didn't study for any <laughs> of it. <laughs> I don't know if you can. I guess you can take like study courses for the SAT and the ACT, right? Yeah, I didn't really care. <laughs> Again, don't be like Sasa. Um, I did really well in the math though on whatever OGT maybe is that what it's called? Oh, it? OGT, Ohio yeah. graduation, graduation test. test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what we had to take. There's OST now and it's craziness. Yeah. Well, I, not not this I, year. <laughs> well, I did the best on the math, like exceedingly well. Right. I always did good in math and reading. Um, reading not so much because I no, but like if I <laughs> this is so bad. If I had to do like geometry, I don't really care for that. So like before I actually took geometry in high school, I would just skim the question and then like pick an answer and I'd not do the math. So then um, I did so poorly on my test going into high school that they made me take Algebra 1 and math tutoring. And my father was not pleased because he's like, you don't need math tutoring. And he wasn't wrong. Um, mm-hmm. And then I was like in just Algebra 1 when I could have been in Algebra 2. But Good times. It is. 
Yeah, and right. then I was I was like at tutoring, and they're like, "Do you need help?" I was like, "No." I'm like, "But I can help these other people that do." Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, I'm all right. Okay. And then they're like, "Yeah, you don't need to be here anymore." I was like, "Bye." Um. So this is where we hear George say, "Like we feel our futures lie outside outside the world of academic achievement." Um. And apparently, they had both debated even whether they were going to come back for their seventh year at all. Um. And George starts to say, "Now that we've got." But Harry gives him this warning look because he was going to say now that we've got our store, like or the money to like start our store or whatever. So he recovers. Yeah. He's like, well, now that we've got our owls, I mean, do we really need our newts? Um, but we didn't think mom, w- mom could leave, take us leaving school early, not on top of Percy turning out to be the world's biggest prat. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, have no fear. They're not going to waste their last year. Fred looks affectionately around the Great Hall. They basically want to use this last year as market research. <laughs> um, find out what the average Hogwarts student would want from a joke shop and then use it to their benefit. I just s- smart. I was going to say, like, I just want to say, like, that is so smart. Like, talk about. So, like, I know a lot of people always say, like, do what you want to do but like sometimes it's worth it to like you know they're just it's worth it to them to just make their mom happy by coming back but then they find a way to make it useful for them even though Mm -hmm. they're doing something they didn't necessarily want to do they ended up turning it into a positive thing yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah like if you think about it it would be more anyways it'd be more um it would cost more in the terms of like how she would react like you know what i mean like for them to just it's easier for them to just go and to school and like i was like do the market research and stuff than it is to have like the hassle of like molly like freaking out and like yelling at them and probably maybe kicking them out and doing all those crazy things but also like they're thinking like she's already had such heartbreak over the summer yeah um they don't want to expound on that right right Um, so Hermione's like, where are you going to get the gold to start a joke shop? Like, that stuff's not cheap. <laughs> you want to buy property and start a company and have all these pranks and jokes. Well, and they have you're a not joking. Loaded, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and Harry's, ha- Harry's face feels hot, but Fred, like, these guys are experts. He just blows her off and he's like, ask us no questions and we'll tell you no lies. I can love you- that. Can you imagine, like, Harry's probably saying, like, like looking like I know. oh no <gasps> I gotta look non suspicious like I didn't give him money right I don't know anything oh <laughs> so they head off and then Hermione's like well, what does what does that mean like do they already have the gold and Ron even says that he's been wondering that too because over the summer they bought him new dress robes and like where could they have gotten mm-hmm. all of these galleons. and Harry quickly changes the subject he's like oh like <laughs> is this year really gonna be that hard. <laughs> And uh, Ron's like, that's like, not like suspicious in and of itself. You know? I know, right? Mm. Ron's like, oh yeah, for sure. Like OWLs are super important. They even affect the jobs you can apply for. And Bill told him that later that year they get career advice, and then from that you choose like what new level classes you want to do. Um, right. I think that's yeah. a little bit garbage. I yeah, yeah. I was just gonna like, say that. Like that like, is with so the Felix files that hard. we recorded talking about because it's true like talking about like if 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 you didn't get high enough in snape's class to take his newt level class you automatically can't be an aura and probably other things like that sucks when when slughorn takes you on like you can have 
a good grade, not the best grade ever, and still take new level potions with Bloodborne. I think that that's yeah. where, like, actual, actually... real, like, intervention with what should be accepted needs to come in. Like, that should have been Dumbledore being like, Snape, I am the headmaster of the school, and you have to accept E students, no questions asked. Like, because you cannot yeah. block people from their careers. Yeah. Like, an E is a perfectly good grade. You need to let them take it. I kind of talk about this in the second chapter or second half of this chapter. Yeah. Um, too. Yeah. It's, it's just, just like, not fair. These get degrees, my friends. Because realistically, like I think of like my mom, and my mom is very like she's she's a very smart, well-rounded person. But my mom doesn't excel like in an academic setting, like especially when she was like first in college, and she didn't always get like she had to work really hard to get good grades, um, and. But she's literally, like, the smartest, one of the smartest people I know. You know what I mean? So, like, just because she doesn't, like, maybe take tests well or doesn't do well, like, with a specific teacher or the way that they teach. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's different. Mm -hmm. Um, And she literally had teachers, like, tell her. um, She had one teacher that told her, she's like, you have no business being a nurse. Like, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to be good. Whatever. And, like, yes, with nursing, like, you have to obviously know what you're doing and have that whole aspect, but a huge chunk of it is being, like, an empathetic person, and you're dealing with people, and, um, so, like, my mom is very smart in the aspect of knowing how to be a nurse, but also with the emotional side of it, and the mental side of it, and working with people, um, and obviously the person that told her that was wrong. She also had someone told her that, um, she had no business being pregnant and being a nurse, like, going to nursing school. Mm-hmm. Ugh. People Look at her now. Yeah, oh, I really. have to remember what that like test that we had to take said that I should be. Yeah, the career up to Mine kept test. telling me to be a nurse or it came out inconclusive. And I was like, well, I guess I should go into nursing. <laughs> I yeah. think that 15. Just so young. think about this. So Eight, 18's yeah. too young. Well, right? no, no, hold on. Yeah. If you go to college, that's another four years before you have to make a career decision. Technically, I mean, you can make it whenever mm-hmm. you want. But if you're going by, like, stereotypical book. So you're, like, what, 22-ish, depending mm-hmm. if you do finish in four years when you get out. So right now, at 15, they're like, better be thinking about what you want to do in two years because you're going to be an adult going out into the wizarding world finding yeah. a job at 17. That's young. That's really and, young. And it's almost hard, too, like, when, when you you're like, you need to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life. Um, well, and I, I joke around now that people oh are like, what do you, like, I tell people, like, I don't really know what I want to be when I grow up. Like, joking, like, obviously, like, I'm a grown-up. I'm, like, by the time this comes out, I'll be 30. But, um, it's it's so hard because there's like stigmas and I know I deal with this myself because I don't have a college degree but like going back to school when you're in your 30s because like you go when you're 18 to college and you graduate in four years and you go in the workforce but like that's not everyone's story right and it's like can be hard for people to like make that transition to like go back to school and be in your 30s your 40s your 50s like even older there's people that they just want to, before they die, like, have that bachelor's degree, and they're working on it their entire lives. And, like, that's amazing, and that's cool that they can do that. And But, like, there's such a stigma of, like, oh, you're still in school? Oh, you don't have a degree? Oh, you don't know what you want to do? Like, they're floundering. Well, some people don't, and some people change their mind, and they've worked a billion different jobs 
Um, and I see nothing wrong with it. I agree. Like, why are you gonna like everyone's path is so different? I do not yeah. need. It does not to be a need to be a straight and narrow path. Yeah. At all. Yeah. When is every anything straight and narrow right, in and this maybe, world? You know, I'm not straight and narrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I see you, Meg. I see you. But, like, it's just, it's it's hard. It's hard when, like, the norm and the majority of people are, you know, they're graduating from high school and they're going right into college. And then, like, there's some kids that, like, they take a year off. Or, like, because if I'm being honest, and I was actually talking about this last night, that, like, if you don't know what you want to do and you don't want to go to college right away, then don't. Because... If you don't know what you want to do, you're just, yeah, you're just going to waste your money on not going to, like, not doing what you want to do. Or you might not even want to go to school and want to do a trade, which is amazing as well. Electricians needed, plumbers needed, hairdressers needed, like, all of these things that, like, you don't need a college degree for. These people make good money, and, like, they're needed. And if that's what you want to do, go be do. Don't listen to society telling you, got to go to college. It's just going to suck the life out of you. (laughs) All right. Let's segue back in. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So uh, Harry, like, looks at the other two and he's like, do either of you guys know what you want to do after Hogwarts? Like, I don't know if he's really, he may have thought about it briefly before, but like now he really actually has to think about it. Um, and we don't get a whole lot of information about all the careers that are out there. I mean, there's got to be hundreds we have, we have no idea about. Well, think of all um, the yeah. people at the ministry and all the different departments and, right. like, all the different floors and then the departments within the floors right. and, like, what do those people focus on and, like, what do you, what classes do you have to take to work in the misuse of muggle artifacts office, you know? Like, it would be mm-hmm. really cool to, like, learn more about that. And that's just the ministry. Like, that's one sector yeah. of jobs. You right, know what I mean? right. Um, and Ron, kind of sheepish, sheepishly, he's like, I don't know, but, like... It'd be kind of cool to be an Auror. Yeah. <laughs> and Harry's like, yeah, it would be. And Ron's like, yeah, but they're, like, the elite. So, which I feel kind of um, bad because, like... Ron and Harry, you guys are literally going to save the wizarding world. Right. You can be Aurors. Right. Like, have some confidence <laughs> in yourself, do. sir. Yeah. Yeah. And Hermione's like, I want to do something worthwhile. To which Harry's like, <laughs> an Auror is worthwhile. And she's like, yeah, but like, I want to, you know, if I could take SPEW just a little further. And both Harry and Ron, like, didn't look at each other like, awkward. I also, again, like, talking about people, like, changing their careers. I love that Ron does do the Aura thing and then starts to work in the joke shop. Yes. Yeah, yeah I just, I, like, so feel Hermione, like, on a personal level with that answer, though. Because, like... You don't always, whenever you're 18, think about, like, what you are going to decide to do as, like, if that's something you're actually going to be proud of in the future or, like, you're going to do something worthwhile. Like, that's what I want with my life, too, is to, like, do something that means something. Or you're, like, You also have to think, like, something that's going to, like, you, like, I know for me... Um, I don't think I'll ever have a job that I absolutely love um, because I like my favorite things have nothing to do with my job. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. like if, if you have to do stuff that's like not going to like kill you in your spirit. You know what I mean? Like you have to do something that like makes you happy and like is worthwhile and like means something to you. Right. And then there's Ron who like 
He said he would love to be an Auror. He gets to be an Auror, and then he realizes, oh, this isn't something I want to do all the time, and he changes paths, and that's totally okay and fine. Like, you could be wholeheartedly in love with something and then decide that you're wholeheartedly in love with something else. Like, that's totally fine. And you know I, I mean? think part of it too is like he um he always seems to me like he wants to be like a dad. So he's basically like a, I don't think he's a stay-at-home dad, but he's probably a little less busy than the minister of magic, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. um, being Hermione. So like I also love that cuz that's not traditional as well for like the man to stay home and like you know, do things that like normally like quote the woman would like be the stay-at-home mom, and she cooks, and I don't know what their home life looks. I, In my mind, Ron is a really good cook and takes care of yeah. the kids and stuff while, like, Hermione... Like but, like, that. not that she doesn't help. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, like, I know for me, like, if you ask me, like, what I really want to be when I grow up, it's like, I want to be a mom. So, like, I don't really care about, like, the other stuff. Like, a job for me is just, like, having something that, like, gives me health benefits and pays me so I can, like, pay my bills. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um and gives me like time off that I can be a mom and do those things. What I want in life doesn't involve a job. Do you know what I mean? Like there's so many other things yeah. that are more important to yeah. me than like the work I do, quote unquote. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. kind of feel like that's what Ron ends up deciding too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. And, and I-, I think too, like, because he's such a family guy, like he's so. Um, and I don't think this is for every, like, everyone's like this, but, like, I know for me, I come from a very large family, and so my, my life <laughs> is very family-oriented, even if I didn't want it to be. It's, like, I'm forced, because there's just so many of us. So, like, for him to, like, go from being an or to go working in the joke shop, he's, like, getting to be with his brother and spending time with his family and, like, working and doing, like, fun stuff. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's, like, a very... It's just very Ron to me. I hear that really loud. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I just love him so much, and he's just so squeezable. I love him, too. <laughs> like a super jelly. And you will be I my don't squishy, know. and you will be mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess I have to ask you a very serious question. Who wants to start their Monday off the right way? With history of magic with pins. Yeah. Oh, oh, no one? Okay, cool. Okay. I raised my hand. I, I mean, did raise her hand because she's lame. <laughs> the only reason I would enjoy it is because it could, could potentially be a nice entryway into the week <laughs> with doing whatever I wanted during the class. A study period. <laughs> I laugh, say, like, unfortunately, like, we know it's a super boring class, like, the teacher died and still came to class. Like, but like it could no be such class. a cool class. Dedication to like your craft. It could be a good class with Harry a different teacher. Harry says that too. Yeah. And yes. he thinks so about that. A, yes. So we know that Benz is a ghost um, and he has a wheezy droning voice that basically makes people want to sleep almost immediately. Um, and so I know we've talked about him before, but I just wanted to talk a little bit more about um Bins or like remind us who he was so um it says on the wikia that he owned an office in the main castle i don't know if this is like whatever so we know that he fell asleep um in the staff room and died whilst he was in his slumber and i don't know if they say when he dies um yeah like how old is he i'm old old. seems pretty old like i think he was a ghost like during like the marauders time still like yeah. so I, it's been it's been a long time that he, 
longest running teacher at Hogwarts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so he teaches history of magic, and he's old, dead. You know, it's crazy. Do they still um, pay him? But- <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Do you need money? As a ghost? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> like, are there ghost? I wonder. Shops we should do a Felix Files on this guy. Like, I wonder what house he was in and stuff. You know, that could be fun. He seems like a claw. Yeah. A claw. I was or like a, a puff. claw. Or a puff. Oh, he seems like a boring Slytherin. What? Oh my gosh. Oh Probably Gryffindor. Let's be honest. Sure, um, take him. So his description is, he was described as looking ancient and shriveled. <laughs> and looked like an old tortoise when he pursed his lips. He wore glasses which were small and thick and had a dry, reedy voice that sounded a lot like an old vacuum cleaner droning on and on. <laughs> um, and that's from the Wikia. But anywho, he's going back to my section. Um, <clears throat> so he's droning on, um, and the students, like, just either, like, you just take notes. You're just listening to him drone on, and you take your notes. Or most of the time, people just stare off into space, like I totally would do. I can't listen to, like, I can't. I can't. My attention span is not there for something like that. Um, and then Hermione really seems to be the only one like that's immune to the whole staring off thing because she's she takes notes, um, you know, and is basically like the one of the only reasons like Ron and Harry are able to pass the class is because she takes notes. But if they have a book, like, couldn't you read the book? But sometimes it's like the notes are like you have to, yeah. Um, questions are from like the notes that you have to take. It's just crazy. Right. Um. But I wonder, um, I was going to say something. Oh, we were talking about earlier um, about the length of the class. So, like, Harry tried to listen. And he even says in the book, like, if there was a different teacher, he probably, like, if it was taught, I would say, say, say in a different way. Um, wasn't uh, so drony and boring. Um, he might be able to like it more because it's interesting stuff like i don't know i like interesting like i like history things but like i find that i learn more when i do like research on my own and then reading it myself um Mm -hmm. than listening to like someone drone on you know what i mean like in a classroom setting like that um they should just have ken Ken burns to just make a documentary about all of the um history of magic things and then i would watch eagerly (laughs) yeah so um Harry and Ron are playing hangman in the corner of his parchment. I wonder what words they're trying to spell. Um, and they're basically, they've been listening for 45 minutes on like the giant wars. Um, and then again, I was like, it was, so it was like too much. Or maybe if there was another teacher that, you know, he'd be able to listen better, learn more. And I said, but alas, earwax, they had bins. And then they like, were still there for 35 more minutes listening to whatever he was talking about. Um, and Hermione was not pleased that they were playing games while in class. Um, and it was like shooting them like glares. And so she basically threatened them. Like, I'm not going to share my notes with you. And Ron was like, <laughs> she's like, well, you wouldn't want them, us failing our OWLs on your conscience, would you? And she basically was like, you probably deserve it. <laughs> Cause you aren't even paying attention. Love so it. basically it was like they do try and listen but Ron says we haven't got your brains or your memory or your concentration you're just cleverer than we are isn't it nice <laughs> is it nice to rub it in 
So she's oh like, oh, like, it's an eye-rolling situation. She's like, whatever. And I'm pretty sure she's like, that's a load of rubbish. And like by this time, like class is done. They're walking down to the courtyard for just a bit of a break between like classes. I wonder like how many minutes there are. Is it like five, ten minutes between classes? It's got to it be seems, more than five. It seems a huge. little longer, yeah, just because like yeah. of how much so, walking time they would need. Mm-hmm. Timmy, we were talking about like classes like in high school. Like Megan and I our classes, I think they were actually like 43 minutes to be specific. Yeah. No, they came they on to 45. 45. They were 45. Because like we had mods that were 21 minutes plus, I think three minutes in between each mod. And then there was like, I, I don't think there was like a full five minutes between classes, was there? Three minutes. We had three we minutes. Had th- so in, in high school, we had three minutes to transition. Um, and then... As for, like, right now, our day is broken down into um, eight periods with a 30-minute, like, intro. Like, time, for, we have, like, morning meeting if you're, like, in the, the younger grades. And our periods are 45 minutes long. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Ours, our, we had mods, because then we'd have, like, if you had, um. What does a mod stand for? Modular. I think it was just called a mod. A mod. I don't like even a know mod- what is modular. That? A modular. What does that mean? Twenty-one minutes. So like one like class is two time. mods, and then if mm-hmm. you had um our like your confusing. lab, like your science classes, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you, you had, had your science mods. classes, yeah, and then you could sometimes mm-hmm. have like lunch could sometimes be twenty-one minutes, or if you had a day where you could have like four or three or two mods, so like your lunch could be anywhere from one twenty-one to minutes. Mods. It could be forty-five. Yeah, mm. um, and you had free periods. So, like, if you were a senior and you um, didn't have a mod, like a class, the first, like if you had the first two mods of your day free, you didn't have to come to school until your first class, or you could leave early. Same. Um, but you had to have uh, good enough grades to do that at my school. Oh, I don't think they, like you had I don't to have. A, they cared. You had to have a certain GPA if you were going to essentially like skip your study hall first period or last period. They didn't call them study halls. The only people that had study halls were freshmen. Yeah. Oh, they called ours. Freshmen were the only ones. Yeah. Freshmen were the only ones that had study halls. And the rest of us, they're like our free mod. Literally, I think they were called free mods. When we're done, I'll I'll pull my thing out. I have my senior schedule. Um, It's just crazy. And Uh, every day was a different schedule at Megan. Yeah. 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 But that's what it seems like at Harry. At Harry. Yeah, it does remind me a lot. Like every day is different. It does, Um, yeah. It reminds me a lot of the Hogwarts and, schedule, and, which hey, is cool. The whole their whole class schedule is confusing too. So yeah, <laughs> I feel um, that I feel it on a personal level. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in the courtyard. It's kind of misting outside, and it's a little chilly. It's September, so like they're huddled together under like a balcony, and they kind of start discussing what they think Snape has set for their first class of the year. Um, and there's like probably something hard because like it's Snape and he wants to catch us unawares, you know, um, mm-hmm. after all the summer holidays. And then um, they notice that someone has entered their space. Oh, look, it's Cho Chang. Hey, girl. What's up? <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> so she was alone again, which is very unusual for her because then Harry's like, I remember when I was trying to ask her to the Yule Ball and I could never catch her like by herself because she was always with a gaggle of girls. Um, a gaggle of girls. Yeah. <laughs> So Harry was thinking he was also very grateful that this time he was not covered in stink sap. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed that Cho also was grateful, because, or I don't know, maybe she just noticed because she mentioned, oh, so you were able to get it off. And he was like, yep, uh-huh. And he's like, this is awkward. Um, and Harry's like, oh, did you have a good summer? And then I'm going to read from the book. It says, the moment he had said this, he wished he hadn't. Cedric had been Cho's boyfriend, and the memory of his death must have affected her holiday almost as badly as it had affected Harry's. Something seemed to have taunted her face, but she said, oh, it was all right. You know. And then, of course, (laughs) Ron being Ron and not knowing life. (laughs) This is so Um, good. He jumps in to ask her about the badge that she is wearing, which is a tornado's badge. It's a tut. Touch, is it Tuttle? 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 Tuttle tornado badge. Um, and if she's if she supported them, and she's like, yeah, I support them. Like, okay. Um, <laughs> and then he basically was like, oh, so have you always supported them? Only recently when they started winning. And he's basically asking her if she's a bandwagon fan, but she's like, no. And she like gets offended because like, why do you care? But she gets offended because um, she's supported the Touch Cell Tornado Quidditch team since she was six. So eat it, Ron. And that's basically when her show's like, goodbye. She said, coolly. And she, to Harry, she said goodbye to And then left. And then, like, obviously, Ron's, an, or not Ron, Hermione, hold on. Harry's, like, annoyed because, like, he wanted to talk to show. And then <laughs> Ron being Ron doesn't know context clues. Um, and so Hermione tells Ron that he's so tactless. So then they start fighting because he's, like, doesn't get it. And she's like, Cho just wanted to talk to Harry on her own. And Ron's like, well, I wasn't stopping her. So, like, why do you care? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, I was just asking about her Quidditch team. And then Hermione's like, who cares if she supports their tornadoes? Like, why do you care? Uh, and why does it matter who supports what? And he basically was like, I just told him about bandwagon fans. Blah, blah, blah. People are only supporting them because they're winning now. Um, and she literally was like, who cares? And why does it matter who supports what and when they became fans? And that's Hermione's argument. And I know that <laughs> Megan's going to talk. I just want to say I hate the term bandwagon fan because if you begin supporting a team when they're winning, they obviously, A, are an exciting team. B, they got you interested in something new. And C, that's okay. I think what they mean when they say bandwagon fan, though, are the people that were like, I'm now going to like the Browns because they kind of started winning, but then they, you know, went and browned themselves again. For so sure. then they're like, oh, I don't like them anymore. Those are the bandwagon fans. Yes. not the ones that like you started liking the Warriors and then you're still liking them regardless yeah. if they're winning or not. For sure. Where, like, but- for me, I might not always show my support for Cleveland sports, but like I, if they're up against anyone, like I'm going to support Cleveland. You know what I mean? Like those are my teams. Yeah, I just, I just might not be vocal on it, but there's people that are like, I they love mean, wherever the people like, that LeBron James goes. Jump for sure. Jump and jump yeah. and jump. But, but no, I you're can't not a tell bandwagon. You enough times, how many times I've been called a bandwagon fan, and it's disheartening. If I'm being honest, like I hate it so much. I just think that it's not nice. There are reasons why people begin liking teams, and it's okay that they started liking them. You have to start liking them sometime. And, like, for someone to, like, not really be interested in sports at all, and then find a team that gets them to love that sport, regardless of who that team is and why they like them, it's okay that they 
like the fan. There's no, like, there's no rules as to, like, why you can be a fan of somebody. Like, as Vinny calls it, fan purity. I've always hated the terminology of different fan purity. Like, I like the Browns. I like the Indians. I like the Cavs. But like, was that painful for you to say? A little, a little. But like, it's also okay that like I have a friend who lives in Cleveland or lives in Ohio, was raised in Ohio, and is a fan of the Oakland Athletics baseball team. Like, who cares? It's fine. It's not a big deal. And like, just well, calling somebody a bandwagon fan is just kind of. Mean I know, like, sometimes. when talking about football, and like, if I'm talking about like, oh, I was talking about like, oh, Tiffany's favorite team is the Broncos, and they're like, well, why? I'm like, because she was raised watching them. Like, why do you care? Yeah, and right. Like, and like, the question in the chat came up: What if they lie and say they've been fans from Jump? That can be frustrating. And like, sure, it can. Eh, but at the end of the day, why does it matter? At the end of the day, they might be saying that because they're scared of being called a bandwagon fan and they hate that term. Like, I hate when people ask me, "Well, when did you start liking the Warriors? Was it 2013 or whenever they started getting good? I don't even remember." And it's like. Yeah, I did. But, like, I'm still a fan and I love them. And, like, why does it matter that that's when I noticed them? It's because they were all over the news and they're an exciting team to watch. So, of course, that was when I started liking them in a different state. And, like, that's okay. And, like, I get, I have lied and been, like, I've been a fan for years because it's not worth my time and energy to, yeah. to explain why I like them. So I say that just so you that I don't too. have to deal with getting called a bandwagon fan. <laughs> People will be like, oh, so you like the Indians? How many players can you name? I'm like, I, I can't know. even name people I work with. Please. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right. I'm not going to be able to. I just love, like, I'm from Cleveland and I support my teams regardless if I know what's going on. Right. Do I even watch all the games? No. Sometimes yeah. I'll be like, oh, I don't even know we played today. Who won? You know what I mean? Like, right. but I, I'm from Cleveland. But you're I still love my support team. them. Yes. Right. Yeah. But okay. Like, you know, there's always going to be those people that are like, meh. All right. All right. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> Moral of the story, you do you, boo. And yeah. be kind. Keep going. And rewind. <laughs> be kind and rewind. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, uh, where was I? I don't know. This episode okay. is so long. <laughs> There's a lot of editing. It's gonna it's not even that long, honestly. Um, so finally, for Harry's sake, they're saved by the bell. Um, <laughs> so, you know, they're going to meet up with their friends, Sarah, Zach Morris, and Kelly Kapowski. Oh <laughs> you know, the gang. <laughs> oh. Um, so the whole way down to, uh, Snape's place. <laughs> Snape's dungeon. Snape's place. <laughs> potion ron and hermione argue the entire way down like i feel for harry in this book because that's all they really do and he's like can you both shut up like (laughs) enough i'm sick of hearing you guys talk which i'm sure people are sick of hearing us talk (laughs) let's argue some more about sports (laughs) sport ball sports oh gosh and it's like the so the entire way down there you know being ron and hermione and this is kind of giving, like, a Harry a chance to, like, think. Um, and he's thinking about the fact that he's, like, between Neville and Ron, really. He's like, I'm never going to be able to talk to Cho. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I said, a silver lining is the fact that she did seek him out twice now. And he, she wanted to talk to him. So he, like, 
realizes this while he's like kind of standing in line waiting for the doors to open and he's like yeah she wants to talk to me like yeah i'm like this is awesome because she could easily hate him he thinks after what happened last year with Cedric and everything, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's true. One, that's just not to- Cho's personality. And also it's not his fault, but he doesn't see it that way. He blames himself, but that's a whole other Child. whole other play. If I would say, mm-hmm. um, so then his spirits rose with that knowledge that Cho wanted to talk to him. And so even walking into Snape's class with the still annoying Ron and Hermione, uh, fighting didn't bring this chosen one down. My God, what? can't bring your chosen one down. <laughs> Perfect. Lightning bolt round. All right, let me change the uh, color on this because it's all white. <laughs> can't see what Vinny said. <laughs> yes, agreed. Uh, I love it. All right, you Kayla. Naughty, naughty creature. Kayla asks, would you have signed up as a test subject for Fred and George experiments? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. I'll make some cash. Uh, I don't think I would. It's on the sweet. Puking pastels? Nah. That probably would have been one of my, like, peer pressure moments. Like, if my friends were doing it, I probably would have, but I wouldn't have been the first one to do it. <laughs> I probably would have been the first one. I'd be like, sure, why not? I'll try it. And then I would have been like, well, if Sarah's doing it, okay, let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. That's exactly how it would go. Yeah. Because Megan would be like, well, if she's going to try it, I have to try it too. <laughs> I'd be like, I have to know what it feels like. <laughs> All I can picture is like Family Guy with like Peter, Chris, Stewie, <laughs> and Brian, and they take the Ipecac and yeah. they're like, I don't know. Whoever like lasts the longest gets to eat the pie in the kitchen, (laughs) and and he's like, "I feel fine, I feel fine." And then they're like all throwing up everywhere. So gross. (laughs) Oh jeez. Good times. Good times. Yeah. Next question. All right. (laughs) Emily asks, "Would you, as as the prefect, have tried to stop Fred and George's experiments or let them keep going?" Let them keep going. It, it depends. If they were if they were like after first years, I'd be like, whoa, older kids, please. I would agree with that. Yeah, I think that I would kind of like have but let I it also played don't think out. Go after first years. Yeah, I would have like let it play out and see how see how it's going. Yes, and like see how it's going. As long as it's not getting out of hand, I would have just let it be. As long as it's safe. <laughs> I mean, is it Katie? Katie. <laughs> really sick if fred and george were hufflepuffs there would be none of that going on (laughs) it's also like not the first round like they're not just inventing things right now and making them try them like they've tried them on themselves first and they're still kicking for now oh my god (laughs) all right let's go kayla asks if you could be neighbors with any wizarding family who would you choose Weasleys. 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 Think of those parties in the summer. They got a big backyard. Uh, or I, I change Malfoys because then that probably means I'm in a mansion. <laughs> and white peacocks. I was yeah, going like, to say like land. if James and Lily were still alive, I'd want to live by the Potters. Yeah, that's a great so. neighborhood. Yeah. Because even Our Luna's shot. over there. So like, you know that you can have some ragers. First of all, and you're probably going to live on some land. So, like, and that's my dream is to, like, live by no one. <laughs> Honestly, me too. I hate neighbors. Um, and have, like, <laughs> goats because, God, they're just so cute, you know? Um, like, since I was in grade school, I wanted to live in, like, a big property, you know? I don't have yeah. to have a big house. 
just land. land. Yeah. yeah. And no neighbors, except the Weasleys. Okay. So when I move into this house, when I'm old, I will take cardboard cutouts and stick them in my lawn. Oh my so god. So I'll wave to my neighbors every day. Hi, Weasleys. Oh my god. Anyway, so Kelly asks, <laughs> what, <laughs> what traits do you think Hermione, Ron, and Harry have for the other houses? This is easy. I think so, too. Hermione, mm-hmm. clever. Half Ravenclaw. Ron, food. Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. Harry, ambition. Slytherin. See, I think Hermione could be a Slytherin. I oh, think yeah. Yeah. Like, I agree with be, that, too. You could make an argument between her, like, her second house could be, like, Ravenclaw or Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. She's quite cunning, that girl. Yeah. Yeah. But that also, girl. all of them have that fierce loyalty. Yeah. Of Puff. That's true, yeah. too. Yeah. And Ron is smarter than we give him credit for. Like, he's pretty witty. He comes out with some great one-liners. You know what I mean? I mean, literally, they could fit into all the houses, I think. There's an argument yeah. for all of it. Yeah. yeah. Who's the best of the three? Ron. Ron. Hermione. <laughs> I don't know. I like, I like that ball. I can't pick. <laughs> Hands down. Picking. I will shove them out of my way, Ron. This is not Sophie's choice. Continue the <laughs> questions. We're all done. Oh, that's it? All right, cool. Yeah. Fan Go story. on to that fan story. Fan story. This one comes from Olivia Whitney. Hey, Olivia. Hey, girl. Olivia. Hi, ladies. My oh name my is God. Olivia. I'm 13 years old and live in Grand Forks, North Dakota. My house is Hufflepuff and my Ilvermorny house is Puckwudgie. My wand is Beechwood Unicorn Hair, 14 and a half inches, and my Patronus is an Osprey. Nice. What's up? My Potter story is like many others. When I was in first grade, I was playing in my basement and came across the first book. I ran upstairs and asked my mom if I could read it. She told me that I had to wait until I was a little older to read the book. Me being me, I kept annoying her and bugging her to read it. She finally (laughs) caved and read me the first three books. But after finishing them, I wanted to read them on my own, so I read four. My teachers didn't like me reading a book that was so big at such a young age. But little did they know that it was helping me. I didn't always live in North Dakota. For most of my life, I lived in Massachusetts. I didn't get along very well with the other kids. Most of what my day was, going to school, feeling good, then go to class, be fine, then recess. All the people I thought were my friends would go against or would fight that would last a week. Oh, that's that's terrible. That's Mind nice. you, it was probably something really stupid, but it was first graders. So after a while, I was just, right. I just started reading outside instead of talking and playing with other kids. Then the same thing Mm -hmm. at lunch. Our lunchroom was so big that I almost got a table all to myself. After a while, teachers started noticing and took my books away to make me interact with the other people, (gasps) which didn't help. In third grade, I started to get bad stomach pains. Sometimes I threw up and other times I didn't. After a lot of doctor visits, they told me that they would... They wanted to do a scoping. They did it on the same day as the third grade field trip. After the procedure, everything came back normal. They concluded that I had anxiety. Then in fifth Mm. grade, I had the worst teacher ever. She was great at the beginning, but about halfway through the year, something changed. She started targeting me and my friends. One day, I had to stay in during research to finish math because I didn't get it, and she refused to help me. She called me over oh to talk. Gosh. She called me over to talk with me. The only part that I remember is when she said, "You are a disgrace to me and the classroom." 
After that day, I have never seen teachers the same. That same year is when I moved to North Dakota and is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm finally fitting in and I have the best friends I could ever have, but I still love Harry Potter and I will never forget how much that has helped me. Love you guys. She signed with her nickname and I freaking love it. It's Helga Von Moo Moo. That's awesome. <laughs> I love that. First of all, I'm... Yeah. go ahead. Okay, so first of all, I am sorry for the experience that you have had in your early education, and I hope that now that you've moved to a different school district in a different state, that your teachers are better. Whoever that teacher was that said you are a disgrace to me in this classroom, you can send me their email, and I will give them a strongly worded letter, and I'm not kidding, I really will. Um, But also, I hope that you told your family this, and that they are able to help you also happy that you are happier now no teacher should ever speak like that to a child ever no one should take that to a child no one also teacher or otherwise don't ever tell a child to not read a book like i get that you want children to socialize with other children but why don't you find other children who also like reading those books and then they can talk together yeah also why don't you ask why the student is reading a book instead of interacting and maybe you could learn a little bit more about your students and why she is making those decisions I know for me, sometimes in situations like that, there's a lot of talking going on, you know, in Mm -hmm. class and doing things. I know, like, at present time, like, when I go to work and I have my lunch break, I really, I go to lunch late, one, because I think it makes my day go by faster, which I know is crazy. But also, because usually at 2 o'clock, everyone has already eaten and I get that room by myself. This is me. Because I don't want to talk to anybody. I do the same thing. I want three minutes of quiet. I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to read. I want to do whatever. So sometimes it's like a decompressing moment to just sit and read or just sit and not talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. especially when you are doing like something super social. Like there's days where I turn off my radio. So I hear nothing when I go home. Yeah, I, uh, (laughs) I do the same thing. I go to lunch a little bit later when I can. Or if I go to lunch earlier, I don't stay at work. I drive to my parents' house and have decompressed time there away from people. So, like, everyone I work with, they know I I work, like, I go to lunch late. They're like, we know you like to eat late. I'm like, yeah, because I don't want to talk to anybody. Right? Right. (laughs) I feel I want to read my stories. Olivia, I want to do my podcast notes. Right? (laughs) I'm glad that you are in a happier situation now. Yes. I'm proud of you for powering through and for sticking to who you are. And, um... We all have, yeah, we all have a little anxiety. That's okay. You just, you know, it's something you work on every day. And I'm proud of you. Yes, me too. All right, you know what time it is? Here we go. It's the best time. time. for jokes. Time for jokes. Should I read my poem after your joke? Sure. The Ron one? Yeah. Okay. I love this poem so much. Can you tell? Because I've read it 80 times. It's it's a good one. Uh, I love you, Katie. That's funny. <laughs> All right. What do wizards put on their ice cream? I don't know mm. what. Magic shell. <laughs> I love magic shell. Oh. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Cute. Oh. Give us that poem, girl. Yeah. Okay. So I know I've talked about this poem before because I remember it just makes me think of like feasts and eating. So, this is a poem, it's called I Ate Too Much, and it's by Jack Prilutsky. I don't know if I'm saying his last name right. You are. But, 
This is Ron slash all of us. <laughs> so it goes. I ate too much turkey. I ate too much corn. I ate too much pudding and pie. I'm stuffed up with muffins and much too much stuffing. I'm probably going to die. I piled up my plate and I ate and I ate. But I'd wished I'd known when to stop. For I'm so crammed with yams, sausage, gravies, and jams that my buttons are starting to pop. I'm full of tomatoes and french fried potatoes. My stomach is swollen and sore. But there's still some dessert, so I guess it won't hurt if I eat just a little bit more. Oh my gosh. Preach. I just love it. That has been my probably my favorite poem since I was like 11. It's the perfect nice. poem. That also means that I've known this poem for almost 20 years. I feel like beginning. you've read that on here before a long time ago. I didn't read it. I just remember, like, <laughs> I know most of it by heart. Mm. <laughs> My favorite poem is Yo, 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 Tickety Toe. I got some jam. I got some dough. Stuck in my toe. Oh, dough, not jam? Just <laughs> <laughs> jam rhyme uh, with toe. Yo, yo, tickety toe. Uh, I got some dough stuck in my toe. That's a Sarah O'Malley original. <laughs> that poem makes me uncomfortable. Also, uh, <laughs> that's like 20 some odd years old. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. So you can find us on social media. Oh, it's been a while since I've said all right. So did you guys catch that? Yep. Yeah. I caught it. It's not been as long as you think it has. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Katie just hit her head on the microphone. Yep. <laughs> all right. So find us on social media on Facebook at Swish and Flick Podcast. We also have a Facebook group called Swish and Flick Podcast group that is super active and amazing. Um, on Twitter, we're at SwishFlickCast, and on Instagram, we're also at SwishFlickCast. You can follow your hosts. Katie and myself are on Twitter and Instagram at the Petrus Family. Tiffany is on Twitter and Instagram at TiffSwish underscore Flick. And Sarah is on Instagram at O'Malley with three H's. Um, so we love. recently saying it's going to change my Instagram name to something funny. Uh. <laughs> Oh, man, I can't remember, but it was in the last episode, I think. Sassinator. Sassinator. Was it, <laughs> was it Jokey White? Remember those jokes? Oh, man. So bad. Jokey White. <laughs> so we love doing stories on Instagram, and we will go live before episodes when we're together recording. So make sure that you turn on alerts for us so that you can join in on the fun. If you we're love, a blast. We are a blast. If you love this podcast and would like to support us, you can be a part of it on Patreon. You can join at patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. We have different levels that you can donate to us every month from $2 up to $25, and that gives you access to our Discord channel, the Felix Files, our Phoenix Plus boxes, and even guesting on an episode. That's and funny. again, with those Phoenix Plus boxes, you have to be a Phoenix Plus patron at least by May 1st in order to get the July box. Yes. And which, stay a Phoenix Plus patron through July. Yes, which is being brought to you so graciously by Mrs. Norris. So, be excited. Mm-hmm. Be excited. Be, 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 be excited. excited. Tiffany, tell us what you're doing with your life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what you want to know. I've uh, been playing Animal Crossing, been playing Pokemon Shield. Uh, this comes out on my birthday. Guys, wish me a happy 30th birthday. Happy, happy birthday. birthday. 
And I'll be sad and probably crying. So. Oh, you're thirty. Being yeah. a mom. That's it. Who's next? Uh, Katie and I are playing Animal Crossing and trying to pare down stuff. Trying to pare down mm. stuff and because we want to move and we don't want to move all the stuff that we have from one place to another place. Too much stuff. So. That's what we're doing. And snuggling the boys. Snuggling our kitties. The day that we're recording this is Iggy's eighth birthday. Iggy! Happy birthday, Iggy. My sweet little baby child, Cherub. With a big belly. perfect. I love him. I sent that video that you guys sent us yesterday to, um, we have a text group and it's Jen, Joelle, and myself and Bridget. Um, and hold on, I have to see what my, uh, <laughs> Jen goes, their cat just stole my like stole my soul, and I was like, "That's Iggy." <laughs> <laughs> Which picture? No, the video you sent. Oh, yeah, that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, "That's ridiculous." I was like, "I know." Um, <laughs> what are you? What else are you guys doing? Kate, what are you doing? Uh, trying to get into a workout routine. We've been doing yoga a lot. Yeah. Yoga spin. You know what I was going to ask you if you wanted me to make you another calendar? <sighs> Maybe. Maybe. You're afraid. <laughs> you have to incorporate <laughs> yoga. <laughs> Tiffany, I will say this with Tiffany and working out. She's brutal. I know. But I need that. <laughs> the one I day. Really do. I well, really wish day, that we could like, actually work, work out, out with together. Me? She was mm. like, do you want to work out with me? I was like, yeah, I'll come work out with you. I'll lift weights. Cool. And, like, she's not going to make me lift, like, 20-pound weights, like, because she knows I'm not there, right? But she claims, and she's lying, that she <laughs> told me it was leg day. Lies. Did not tell me it was leg day. So I came over unprepared. You're a better I could person not, for it. <laughs> almost could not walk up the steps. I mean, it was a great workout, but... My legs were like, we're wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. They weren't, they weren't ready. I wasn't ready. <laughs> all right. Honestly, though, like, when all this is over, can we work out together? <laughs> I, I would say now that I hold myself my room, more I'm accountable. Like, I have, I have yes. a lot of space to work out now in my For room. activities. Yeah. There's so much more room for activities. <laughs> what are you doing, Sasa? Absolutely nothing. Literally, this is, comes out my birthday weekend, um, and obviously, with everything going on, we had to change my birthday plan. So I'm upset about it, but also like totally understand. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know how work has been going. Um, it's just going to get a little bit crazier. Um, so I'm just trying to survive and take it one day at a time. Spending time with my family more so than ever before. Um, so when I'm off, my father also works from home. And I like having alone time. Like, I just like being home alone during the day. And that has not happened <laughs> with anybody, really. I mean, unless you live alone. Like, it's certainly an adjustment. But I'm just trying to survive. Yeah. Been reading. I've been cleaning. Oh, I'll tell you some shows I've been watching. Okay. So, um, I've been watching Merlin. have not finished that yet. Um... And I don't know if I ever watched, like, the last season. I love that show. (laughs) What streaming Um, service is it on? It's on Netflix. So I've been watching it on Netflix. Um, I just rewatched for the second time, The Umbrella Academy, um, which is weird, but also I really like it. And I love Klaus. He's my favorite, in case anybody cares. Um, What else? I'm thinking about rewatching The Witcher for a third time. Skins is back on Netflix. I don't know if it actually went away, but that's also like that's it's like a 
teenage show, but it's also like adult themed. Um, so just be cautious if your kids don't watch it. Um, what else have I been watching? You know what also was a good show that I really loved and I never talked about was Next in Fashion. Did you guys watch that? No. So it's Tan France and um, Alexa Chung. Tan. And they basically, like, they have, um, it's it's a reality show where, like, they have all of these designers from all over the world. And they literally have, like, I don't even think 48 hours. Like, they tell them, like, okay, this is your challenge. You have to make this. Um, and they have to design, like, two outfits in 48, less than 48 hours. Like, they have a day and a half to do it. And they don't even have, like... They start and, like, they have to leave, like, the first day, like, whatever time and, like, go home, sleep. And then the next day, like, they have a few more hours and then they have a runway show. Um, and they work in teams and they've never, like, a lot of these people had never met before when they um, were, like, came on to, like, be designers. And then at the very end of the show, whoever wins, they win. Um, I think they win money and then they win to have their designs be put on net porter which is a website that has, like, a bunch of designers and, like, other stuff, and it's, like, a worldwide website where you can go and buy stuff. Worldwide website. What am I? 80? Um, <laughs> but it's so good, because I love, like, it's just so cool to see these people that they first have, like, the first couple of challenges, they have to come together and work together, and, like, some of these people have never work together and then they just they're just so creative and and design and fashion and things like that are never something that i have ever thought of doing um not that i'm thinking about doing it but like it's just cool to see how creative people are and can get when like my creativity like comes out with like makeup and hair and like their creativity comes out in clothing and how freaking talented these people are where like they literally take these scraps of material and within not even two days they have outfits that are crazy cool and then they have um other people like um they come in and they judge them like their runway looks it's just a really really good show um and i really like it and it was fun and i love tan and then tan and alexa have a great chemistry together like joking and like their outfits are great it's just a good show and i loved the people on it um so that was a good one i watched i love tan yeah, I love him as well. Awesome. <laughs> it's my life, guys. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the first half of the world's longest chapter known to man. <laughs> and uh, we will be back with the second half of this chapter. So get ready for that. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. And don't let the muggles get you down. Sky's awake, so I'm awake, so we've got to play. Let's keep going. Would you like to get back to your part? Yeah. Uh, Who are you talking? Oh, classes. Because I was saying, Megan was saying she thought the classes were 30 minutes, and I was like, but they were in History of Magic for a long time. Like an hour and a half, right? Yeah, so that's so that must have minutes. been a do, double. If because... you do forty-five minutes plus thirty-five, that's an hour and twenty minutes. I know. Right? I think that she's messed up with her time. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's messed up with dates because technically, this is. Hold on. I want to. I meant to say this at the beginning of the of the episode, and I forgot. Okay, so if we're if if this is September second, nineteen ninety-five. That's actually, I believe, a Saturday. Like, it's not a Monday. Like, didn't you say it was a Monday or something? Yeah. yeah. I don't know.
Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I should say it wasn't. <laughs> I think it was a Saturday. Oh. Girl doesn't know her dates, but yeah. we already well, she, knew that. Listen, she didn't think we were going to be doing all this stuff. She Correct. Should've. It was a Saturday. She should have. <laughs> but I mean, like, it's I don't not know. that hard to go and look up a year and a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She just All right, wanted Katie. it to be the way she wanted days it to be. Are, days are different in the wizarding world. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> the whole calendar is different. The moon's everything. The moon is everything. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.